Hey there, John Morris here, johnmorrisonline.com, and welcome to another episode of The John Morris Show. And in this episode, I'm going to be talking about how to build and grow your web presence online and why that is something that you should be focusing on right now. Now, before I dive into this topic, I want to make sure and remind you that I am asking for your input. I'm in the process of creating a course for Udemy that covers the truth about making money on Elance and Odesk. And I want to make sure that I cover everything and answer all of the questions that you have directly. So if you could head on over to johnmorrisonline.com slash Elance, I have a very quick one question survey for you over there. And I would greatly appreciate it if you could fill that out. Again, that will help me to make sure that I cover everything that you want the answers to inside of my upcoming course. All right, so with that out of the way, let's go ahead and dive into talking about growing your web presence. So I think a lot of people mess this up when it comes to their strategy and their approach to doing this. Now, I think most people understand these days that having an online presence, be that through your website, through a YouTube channel, through Twitter, through Facebook, through all of the different ways that you can build that presence, that having one is a powerful advantage. That when you can get eyeballs onto content, when you can get eyeballs onto sales material and so forth, that is how you build and grow your business. That's how you sustain sustain and grow sales over time. So it's a huge topic and I think a lot of people are looking to do that. However, I think when people sit down to do it, most people don't have a good strategy for actually implementing it. Uh, and so a lot of times what they do, they just think that throwing content out there and just producing random content uh, and producing content that they think people want and throwing it in places that people online that are gurus and so forth say they should and then they just hope it works out and oftentimes it doesn't and then they wonder well what's wrong this web thing isn't what I thought it was or the social media thing isn't what I thought it was but the problem is not the tool itself it's knowing how to use the tool. So in this episode, I want to cover what it is that you need to do, the approach that you need to take. Now, it's very simple. It's probably something that you've even heard before. So it's the five W's. So the first one is who. The very first thing that you need to figure out is who are you trying to attract? Who is your ideal client? Now, it really depends on what business you are in. If you are in the business of selling weight loss training or even weight loss supplements, then is your client a single mom in her 30s who maybe is looking to remarry and wants to lose weight? Or is it someone who's more of a fitness buff and fitness guru who is looking to for advanced techniques for improving his or her health. Who is it that your ideal client is? Or maybe you are a B2B business and you are working with large enterprise clients and you want to find where those people are researching 
the information online and you want to engage with them. So find out who at the companies that you're trying to attract, who's the person that is actually doing the research. Uh, is it maybe it's a chief technology officer or an operations officer, or maybe it's uh, a staffer further down the line. Who is it at that company that or that group of companies that you're trying to attract that generally does that? So you know who you're trying to appeal to. Oftentimes, you can even figure out specifically if you want to target a company, you can figure out who that specific person is and you can target them online. Now, I'm not going to go into that specifically in this video, but the power to do that is available here. Uh, and you can really do some advanced networking that way. But at the end of the day, you need to figure out who it is that you're trying to attract. Not just, again, if you're uh, like a B2B, not just the company, but who in the company is the one actually at the computer typing in the words on the keyboard. And what is it that they're searching for? What is it that they're after? So again, identifying your ideal client and who it is that you're trying to attract. That's the first step. You really need to know that because the rest of this follows from that. Next, you need to know what information are they looking for. So are they looking for the latest supplement? Are they looking for an exercise routine? Are they looking for some sort of advanced health <laughs> uh, breakthrough that they can get access to? What is it that exactly that person is looking for the end result is often fairly usually the same they're looking to improve their health in a number of different ways but you need to know the actual information that they're searching for because you need to be able to create the answers to the problems that they're they're searching for the questions that they have and you, you need to be able to create that content to help them uh, get some of those results and you need to be able to engage with them in exactly what they're looking for. If you are creating content around advanced health breakthroughs and your ideal client is looking for you know, training programs or they're looking for supplements, you're not going to be able to engage those people. So you need to know who they are. You also need to know exactly what it is that they're searching for. Again, this applies B2C, B2B, uh, whatever you happen to be doing. You need to understand exactly what the person that's doing the searching is looking for, what kind of questions they have, what information they're trying to get so that you can create that information for them. Next, you need to know why. Why are they searching for that content? What is the result that they are after and what's the experience of getting it going to to be like so the best way to i think to understand this is to think of the what as a means value or an object and the why as an ends value so for example we don't buy a car because we like the metal and the rubber on the tires we buy the car because we like the experience of not having to walk everywhere we like the experience of sitting in an air-conditioned car when it's hot out. We like the experience of how people look at us when we show up in a really nice car. So what is the experience that they're ultimately after? Again, if you're thinking B2B, it, you can think, well, that doesn't really apply. 
It absolutely does. Think if you have a staffer that is working for an executive that's doing this information. Do you not think that they have some uh, ends value that they're after, that they're not trying to impress their boss or they're not trying to provide uh, the, inform- the, the, the best information to the, the people that are ultimately going to look at it and make this decision on who they're going to go with? Absolutely they are. So you need to really get in and dig deep and figure out what it is that those people are really after. What is the end result and why are they uh, so in, uh, in engaged in trying to find the, 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 the answer, the information that they're after? Again, just throwing out content isn't going to do that. You need to sit down and really figure this out. If you're in the B2B space, a lot of times you can do this with your existing clients. So you can go to your existing clients and say, hey, by the way, when you found us, where'd you find us? Who did the research? And then go talk to that person. Go talk to the person that actually did the research and say, hey, what was it that you were looking for? And what was it that you were really after? What was the end result that you were trying to get? And you can really start to understand what that person who's actually doing the research online is looking for. After that, then you need to know where they're at. So where are they searching for that information? Certain groups hang out in different places. So you're not going to find... certain groups and certain in in certain networks so you'll especially now the lower age demographics if that's what you're going after the standard is that you should always be on facebook well those demographics aren't on facebook as much anymore so that might not be the place for you to be those people are on snapchat and instagram and so forth so those are the places that you want to be if you're working with business professionals you're probably not going to find a ton of them who are going to engage with you on a, a service like Snapchat. LinkedIn might be a better place for you to go for those particular people. And so every network has a little bit different group group or groups of people that hang out there. Now, some have multiple groups like Facebook and Twitter and YouTube and so forth. And oftentimes you will find your demographic on there. You will find the group that that you're trying to attract on there. However, you need to make sure and verify that uh, and and go out and actually find exactly where in those spaces they're hanging out and how you can get in contact with them. So uh, again, you need to know where it is that they're hanging, uh, hanging out because if you drop content on, say, YouTube and nobody in your target demographic is hanging out on YouTube, nobody's going to find that information. So again, figuring out where they are and making sure you're placing your content where they actually are so that they can find it and consume it. Last then is when. And I think people greatly underestimate timing. With the fire hose of content that we have online, if you drop a piece of content at say 6 p.m., and none of your followers are online, by the time the morning rolls around and they are back online, your content is going to be buried. So timing is crucial. You have to make sure you're not only targeting the right person, you're giving them the content that they're after, you're putting it in the place where they're actually hanging out, but you also have to do it when they're actually online. Uh, It's not like the old days where 
they would come around and eventually find it the next day because there wasn't a lot of content coming out. There's so much content coming out now that if you don't drop it when they're online, by the time they come back around and are, it's likely that that what you produce is going to be buried and they'll miss it. So again, timing is crucial. So some examples, I know that on both Twitter and Facebook that before 10 a.m. on the weekdays, that very few of my followers are online. Then around 10 a.m. it jumps up and stays close to peak till about 2 p.m. and then drops off drops off again. So if I'm going to put content on Facebook or Twitter, I need to put it in that 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. time period. I also know that sending an email on Saturday morning is the best time for me to get through to my email subscribers, likely because they're getting a bunch of email throughout the week and on the weekends they get less. So I actually have a better chance of getting through on Saturday morning. However, I know that if I send that email before 9 a.m., it's likely going to bomb. And I know that because I've sent it at all kinds of different times and have had emails that bombed and have figured out that I have to send that email at the very least after 9 a.m. and 10 p.m. is generally better. And if I do, then that email, almost regardless of the subject and the content, is going to perform better than email sent at an earlier time. So again, timing is absolutely crucial and and these things matter. And I have seen uh, an increase of 50 to 100% in consumption and engagement based off of the timing of when I put something out. So timing is absolutely critical. So those are the five W's. Again, you can't just say, oh, I want to create a web presence and just start creating content and us having a blog is our web presence. You really need to take it further and you need to engage your audience where they're at, when they're on, with the content that they're after. Uh, And so again, you need to know who they are, what they're searching for, why they're searching for it, where they're hanging out and looking for those answers, and when they're online. If you do that and and you, you know, consistently create content, you'll start to get a rhythm and a feel for what it is that you can create that will bring engagement and attention to you. And then once you have that intention, you can hold it and you can use it to drive whatever it is that you're ultimately trying to drive, whether that's actual sales, ad revenue, whatever the case may be get the attention and then you can can leverage it for all of your business goals. All right, so those are the five W's. Then the last piece I would just say is to take the the mindset of an asset-based approach. So a lot of people are focused on trying to go viral and so forth. Most niches that are have some sort of business goal to them are going to have a hard time going viral. And you really don't need to go viral in order to be successful online. So again, more broadly, it's about creating assets. A YouTube channel with 11,000 subscribers is an asset. That's 11,000 people that have said they want to hear from you. And when you send out your, you add upload a new video, those people are going to get some sort of notification about it. That's an asset. A Twitter following of 100,000 is an asset. A Facebook page with 50,000 fans is an asset. So you want to use content 
to create assets, leverage those assets to then use your content to get more reach and then use the entire presence online to to help you achieve your business goals, whatever they may be. All right, so build those assets and then leverage them to create greater reach and to accomplish your business goals. If you take that strategy to building your web presence, I can you will have a hard time failing at it. If you really dig in and do that uh, and do the work and do the research and get out there and create compelling content that engages pe- people with what they want, where they're at, when they're there, and so forth, uh, you know, you're, you're just, you're going to have a, a, a good effect. You're going to have a lot of success with it. All right. So that will do it for this episode of the show. If you have a question you'd like to ask me, you can head on over to johnmorrisonline.com slash core. That's Q-U-O-R-A. And you can invite me to answer your question over there. Or you can tweet me at JP Morris using the hashtag JMO. I want to know. And I will try to get those questions on the show. If you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on all of the wonderful words of wisdom that I am putting down over here. And if you liked this episode, be sure to like it so that I know that this is the kind of content that you're after. Finally, if you haven't yet, head on over to johnmorrisonline.com and download my free seven strategies to turn your code into cash cheat sheet. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you next time.